Coffee cup conversations. 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 Welcome to Coffee Cup Conversations, the podcast from Toast Love Coffee, lovingly known as TLC. Toast Love Coffee is a community cafe in a super diverse area of Leeds. It's based on the idea that life can be a little bit better when you're having good food, good coffee and good conversation. In these podcasts, we'll be sharing stories and learning more about some of the people behind the cafe and the inspiration behind some of the wonderful work that we do. I'm Anna Dyson, founder and managing director of Toast Love Coffee, and our co-host is Chris O'Connor from the Mentality Podcast. Enjoy. Welcome to our podcast, Coffee Cup Conversations, where we uh, enjoy listening to some of the stories behind the scenes of our community cafe in Hare Hills. We're on uh, our third recording today with the fabulous Chris. Hello. And the fabulous Lokesh. Hello. And our special guest joining us for our conversation is Jade. Hello. So um, really what we're trying to do with our podcast is uh, share some of the magic, some of the stories, some of the people that help make TLC what it is. And we really wanted uh, you, Jade... (laughs) today um because uh, i know you've got a story and um and really what um i love about jade is that we are so grateful that jade popped into our lives she is such a rock um in the tlc team she volunteers regularly uh, knows what to do picks up things really easily um and as i'm sure will become apparent um it gives it makes me very humble to know the impact we've had on her life as well <clears throat> the first time I came to TLC when I rolled up outside you have scaffolding all in front of uh, the window because we were doing the sign above the window um, and I was greeted by Natalie who uh, thought I was coming to help decorate and <laughs> uh, yeah she was mistaken I was coming to uh, wanting to help when the cafe had opened uh, and Natalie was very lovely and I came with my worker and we all introduced each other and then give details and then um because of natalie's welcoming and how friendly she was that made me think oh actually i I want to go help decorate too and then that's where it started was that when it was the new site in her hill so the one we're in now yeah 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 yeah. um and then i came so i met natalie on that day and then came the day after straight away was help decorating and eight o'clock in the morning yes eight o'clock in the morning (laughs) she was there um and then i helped decorate and make drinks for people straight away yes I straight away started making drinks for people and do you remember when you first met me uh yeah I had my headphones in (laughs) I was listening to my music decorating when I first came into cafe yeah I was very not confident and like really in on myself and kept myself to myself even though I wanted to be involved with it it took me little steps to be able to get the courage to start talking to new people and um Really, when was it you, was that in December or? Uh, yeah, November. November, November. yeah. Because right, I think I've, I've been in um, TLC since January and we've, we always kind of work together, don't we, often yeah. on a Tuesday. And um, I mean, like I say, when I, whenever I see Jade, I think of her as somebody who's really full of beans, full of energy, oh, always you. puts a smile on my face and uh, potentially makes the best coffee in TLC. Oh, oh, wow. That's good to know. So yeah, but I, mean, I find it, you know, you know it's... Um, 
you always seem so confident to me. I find it surprising to yeah, I've, think that you I've were... grown. So when I first uh, came to this cafe, I was actually in a really bad place in my life. No, I was just coming out of a bad place. Um, so TLC were the beginning to like help me get my life back on track. You know, another opportunity to sort myself out. Um, and then I came to the cafe and then um, just coming back to decorate and then coming each week really started improving my life more or less instantly. Like, um, so I was actually homeless when I first started uh, coming to TLC um, and I just got put into a hostel and then I started volunteering for TLC and then next minute um, I'm like where I am in life now. Um, yeah, it's, been, it's it's changed my life dramatically. Uh, just coming here each week and meeting everybody and it's helped me with my um, getting my life back on track. It's helped me with my mental health. It's helped just put me back together and it's grown me as a person. And we've all grown together. So when I came to the cafe, I was just piecing my life back together and trying to make it better. The cafe were just decorating and getting all their things organised. And then while I was growing, the cafe like growed with me and then we grew together. So like uh, the beginning of my uh, story really began when I started working at TLC, like like, You're reconstructing yeah, the cafe and just, reconstructing yourself yeah, at the same time. Yeah, okay. and like uh, the, these didn't realise though how much these were helping me, even though they kept saying, oh, we appreciate you coming and, you know, me, um, thanking me all the time and stuff. You really didn't realise what a big impact you're actually having on my everyday life and just coming to thin... Um, can I tell you a little bit before I came to the yeah, cafe? Yeah, sure. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I got into a, um, a relationship a few years ago which was um, a bad relationship. And due to that relationship, I moved away with my children. But when I moved away, my mental health got really bad, like really bad. So um, basically from April uh, last year, uh, my whole world, what I'd, I'd known for the last, since having my first child had always been the same. Then from uh, the 6th of April last year, um, I actually, my whole life had changed like really fast. Um so in the space of like um, a week, um, my uh, children was removed from my care. Um, I became homeless. I'd lost all my friends and family um, and then had uh, nowhere to go. Um, so I was sofa surfing. I lost my house. You know, I lost everything. Um, and then I turned into a drug addict. Um, and then from April to August, I was living rough, uh, trying to sort it out, once seeing the kids. Um, every, my whole life was just crazy. I'd never lived like I did last year. Um, I didn't know where to go. Um, you know, I didn't know who could help. Um, and then uh, just as I got into a hostel, I got a worker. Um, and then it was my worker what showed me about TLC Cafe that they're looking for volunteers. So just as I got into a hostel, I thought this is perfect to help me. Um, get out of the house and start uh, rebuilding connections with people and just speaking to people again because I'd been cut off from the world for so long um, and like lived under a stone um, and then started working at TLC and then literally like where I am now I'm like I'm living back in um, a house um, I'm seeing my children all the time my children started staying over um, I'm recovered from drugs I'm actually going to a recovery academy now because um um, the program I've been working with are discharging me. Um, my Amazing. mental health is um, like back on track, and um, and then yeah, we're here. T 
TLC has really like helped me with my life. It was TLC what started making me go to bed on a night time and get up for work. And then just greeting customers and talking to people made me realise, right, you know, people are scary, you know, and um, it helps me reduce my anxiety. And it's just it's been a safe place working here from me getting my life back on track to coming to here. Yeah, it's just made me confident and safe and just helps me build my life again. If I didn't have started working at this cafe, it'd have prolonged all my um, getting better and changing my life and turning it around. I don't think it would have happened as quickly if it weren't for this cafe, like helping me, bringing me in and just treating me normal. And, you know, um, the way we are in this cafe, we don't judge and, you know, we treat everyone the same and we're... Is, uh, apart from apart from if you can't make a good coffee, just, uh, which, <laughs> which luckily which luckily you do. <laughs> That's amazing. I mean, I, I've you you definitely to me you definitely seem so back on track now, Jade. I, I, I would say like yeah. you, know, you 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 always bring a big smile to my face. So it's so inspiring to hear that story and how you've kind of reconstructed things over mm. the last few months. It's so so inspiring, actually. I think it says an awful lot. I know you put a lot of emphasis on the cafe which is amazing, but it is a, you know, it's a two way thing, isn't it? And you've done it yourself as well. And, you know, it's amazing that there are places like here that allow you to then, you know, improve and carry on your progression. Um, and it also, it says a lot that Lakesh, you know, his first impression is someone who's really bubbly and, and chatty and you walk past it and the next day you're painting and then you're serving customers. So even when your internal mind can say, and you feel unconfident, everyone else was seeing this bubbly, kind of you know lovely friendly person and yeah it's, it's amazing that it's, this cafe's helped it to flourish yeah. and and so creative as well eh? coming yeah. up with all these video ideas yeah. getting me to like hammer the uh, pans in the kitchen getting Anna to dance I saw that Wait, clip is that where's that clip is that... it'll be on YouTube soon <laughs> we'll put it in the podcast notes as well but when I'll, it comes tell you, out. Yeah. I'll tell you I'll tell you um, a little bit behind the scenes so um, I think it makes me very humble, like I said before, about how, what this place can do for some people and all credit to Jade. And I think, uh, again, if I'm speaking out of turn, we can remove this, but it feels as if we gave you a chance. That's all we really did is we, is we said, yes, please come, welcome. And through that, you know, here, here's a woman with such resource, intelligence, amazing personality, quick learner, um, all the skills that that you're looking for, mm. really, when you're building a team, and and you know, Jade told me her story. You know, after a few weeks, I think we we knew each other, and I just I just couldn't believe that that there are people that there must be more people like Jade out there who all you need to do is give them that chance to shine, and and they will, and um and and I think that demonstrated from from the very beginning really from first seeing you painting the wall and then then you're with the brush sweeping up there's always, you know she's always doing always doing very very efficient and 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 the other thing that really um I admired very early on with Jade was um you watched before you jumped in um and I remember with the coffee machine um and Jade was making cappuccinos I said oh have you done this before no 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 but she'd watched for 10 minutes and then gave it a go, and then within another ten minutes, she was doing it. And I, I really admired that 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 that, um, that sort of sense of 
not jumping straight in, not putting yourself forward straight away. Yeah, I can do that. Actually, only saying you can do it when you can actually do it mm. because you've watched and you've learned and you've been shown. Uh, whereas other people, you know, might just push themselves to the front of the queue. Um, and, and, you know, Jade doesn't operate like that. So in terms of the video... Um, so we run a, a tech support group um, on a Wednesday and it's really just a chance for people, whatever it is they want to learn or upskill or start their journey with tech. We're very aware that, you know, things are changing all the time and we rely so much on tech and actually a lot of people are being left behind. So um, thanks to Digital Leads, which is part of the council, they've lent us some iPads and we have a bit of resource to put on this tech support group. Um and the, the story that I heard is that um, Jade needed a bit of persuading to go and join the group. And then once you did, you were totally inspired about creating a music video um, that she is now in the process of creating that is um, promoting and showing people what TLC is all about via a lip syncing Music video. Music video. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so here I am in my age 40 thinking podcast, we're going to do a podcast. It's going to reach out. It's amazing. We're on with Facebook, Instagram, not so much, but here's Jade representing her generation and doing this, getting us all involved. Every single volunteer has been invited to be involved. It's huge fun. It's going to produce something totally creative, something totally promotional, unique, um, it's going to have an amazing impact when it hits uh, hits the you know YouTube or whatever, and and it's it's come from Jade. You know, I mean, it ticks every single box. It's just yeah. brilliant. And so that- no, no pressure, no pressure. Yeah. Jade. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the video has not been released yet, but um, but I mean, like I've, I, I mean, if I think of. Um, the video jade something like you came up with the idea and you were yeah. like kind of going kind of nuts yeah. and be like Let, let's do this it's I, like okay this, let's do it this actually idea it started um so when i'd come to uh, do the painting mm. on my dinner break um i like to shuffle and um uh, cut shapes so on my dinner break i was uh, using these stairs to shuffle up and down them and then i'd recorded myself doing it and then lawrence had seen it and then lawrence was like this is really good you know can you use something like this and use us in the cafe there's volunteers and then i sat and, fit and fought about it for like a week or so and the next minute it, all these ideas just started coming to mind yeah and i mean and the video's not released yet no, it's but not i released. saw i convinced jay to show me a few, <laughs> a few clips, of the clips yeah. just a few of are them. you in it Lakesh? i'm in yes, it so far yeah. okay. yes. but, um i just saw a few <laughs> of the clips and and i don't know if you've noticed this or not jade but the thing that i noticed from it every single clip if you look at it you look at the smiles on people's faces yeah. Yeah. how much yeah, joy I mean, even yeah. even anna who's so sick she's not serious really yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anna, anna's you know, the joy in her face the joy on mine it um is, the yeah. joy in all the people that were in the park jumping out from behind the trees Tree. i mean this is really a gift to people to make someone yeah. smile you should yeah. you should know that is you know? it oh thank yeah. you yeah yeah that's all i want to do is make everyone smile and it's just nice it's like um being in this cafe has become another family to me mm. each week um, when i'm here uh, like on the way to work, I look forward because I know it's going to be in that day. And yeah, it's just a really, yeah, it's like a family. Do you ever see people coming in who kind of remind you of where you might have been when you first came in? And um, Well, that keeps um, happening since working at this cafe. Um, uh, uh, customers come through from time to time, which um, I uh, seen last year. Yeah, Jade and I were... Uh, working in the cafe and there were a group of guys about four or five guys I think outside it was winter it was uh, quite early I think and um they were sort of hanging out outside and one of them spotted Jade and pointed and went oh yeah hi 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 <laughs> so Jade went out and I saw her chatting with them 
and and then she came back in she goes oh yeah yeah I, I knew them from uh from from last year I said all right cool I said did you invite them in she said yeah but they they didn't want to come in they said it looked too nice Mm. Too nice. Not good enough for them. We're not, we're, we're, they, they weren't good enough to come into the cafe. They did not feel good enough. And I said, "Oh, Jay, please go back outside and welcome them. Please tell them this absolutely is a place that is for them. Um, you know, pay as you feel. Blah blah blah." So she went outside and, and got them in. And they sat there, about five of them. We, you know, we gave them a fabulous breakfast. We just kept yeah. bringing in the rounds of toast, coffee. And they were so appreciate. They there appreciated was great banter. And- yeah. And they really, they were very grateful. We had a really good chat. Um, they explained pay as you feel and they all insisted on giving what they had in their pockets. Not everything, I hope, but, you know, they gave something. And, um, and we said, you know, please come back, please come back. But what was instrumental in that was the fact that if I had gone out with my background, it wouldn't have had that impact because they'd probably, because I couldn't, they, they couldn't identify with me. Whereas when Jade, because they knew Jade or one of the guys did, um, he, it, it was just much more, there was much more integrity in, in what she said than if I'd have tried to. And it's, it's just, that is just one example of how valuable um, it is to, well, A, have Jade. We're very, very lucky. <laughs> I keep saying you're like our angel. Yeah, she, she's just such a positive person and such and, and such a an important part of the fabric of, of the team now. But also that sense of being welcoming is often much more than you imagine it needs to be mm. uh, to truly be welcoming. Um, they really needed that extra step. That That's so important, isn't it? Because I think about bad times in my life, sometimes it you could feel really anxious just going to the shops. So that first impression of people are, you know, maybe in a place where they're, 50-50 should I go in and then they do go in and they're a bit anxious it's it must be really nice to have such a you know um lovely reception and such kind people and have that family feel because if it can go the other way it might put people off forever yeah. so yeah I yeah. think that that yeah. welcoming feeling you get every time you come in is, is really really important yeah. yeah because it could mean someone comes back or not at all yeah, it actually happened recent last week. Um, a friend of mine, she actually came into the cafe to see if I was in one of the days and the day she came in, I was in. Um, and she actually wanted, she's not in a good place at the minute and she just comes to get a warm meal, uh, some quiet time, just get some conversation, get her out of her own head and, you know, uh, socialising with people. And um, she came in, she was in a, you know, a couple of hours and then um, Anna was showing her how to knit and um and I could see it in my friend's face you know that um she was she just felt very welcomed and comfortable and you know I could see in her face she had no anxiety and she just felt she just looked really settled sat in the corner of Anna while she was little and I was still serving customers and it was just nice to see how the cafe we just treat everybody the same Mm. you know I mean I think I've noticed now um anybody who comes into the cafe by themselves um, is is always greeted, always feels very much like part of the cafe initially. I mean, sometimes you see people come in and um, they maybe want to sit by themselves. You know, they're not used to such a friendly <laughs> environment, like yeah, people coming yeah. and approaching them. It can be a bit overwhelming. It can be. You know, you there's can, those seats just as you come in where if you wanted, you can just sit there. Right. There's a guy reading his book down there now. And yeah, but yeah, so you're saying. Then, yeah, so you've got to be respectful of that if that's, you know, somebody just wants to come in for some quiet time. Yeah, but yeah. I mean, what I've noticed with people even if they've come in and they appear to just want that quiet time and not too much interaction by the end of their meal or their stay in the cafe, um, they're, they've either shifted seats to another table and they're talking away to somebody that they never met before, or they'll be engaging with one of the staff at TLC, whether that's Jade or me or, or Lawrence or one of the other individuals. So I, I'm, I'm really impressed to see that kind of culture 
which I think Anna's been working so hard to kind of impress at TLC since the very opening, just to see it. It's just running, you know, it's operating by itself almost. I think that's really a, a big credit to the place. It is lovely when I come into the cafe, I feel like pipe poppers have gone off and everyone's cheered for me. It's just like the feeling yeah. I get when I come in, everyone's like, hello, yeah, it's a good feeling. And then, yeah, we have a few regulars coming and stuff as well and it's good for them too. I'd really like to explore this idea of welcome, warmth, safe, because um, behind the scenes, um, you know, we, we talk a lot about that in terms of our mission statement and especially the idea of safety, um, because we we don't have that in our mission statement because we feel that it's not for me to tell you that you are going to feel safe here. So it really made my heart warm when you said you felt safe, Jade, before. Um but I think that I, I, I do worry, I guess I'm, I'm sharing, I do worry that through creating a space that people feel safe in, are we potentially making vulnerable people more vulnerable because they're making connections with other people? And if that person wants to do harm or abuse that vulnerability in some way, are we giving permission to them to have that conversation with a vulnerable person, whereas otherwise they would have walked past them in the street. Does that make sense? It does. Know. Yeah. I think yeah, it makes sense, but no, I don't think it is because we, we are in a controlled environment and every customer that comes through those doors, you know? Um, yeah. It's, it's, we're in a very controlled environment. We don't have to worry about anything like that. But for example, for example, I know where we were previously, we had an elderly regular who lived by himself and we had someone who was also became a regular who was um, younger, I guess. And um, and he offered to clean his windows and he agreed. And this, those of us on the team at the time felt very concerned about this because we thought, hang on a second, this guy's going to know where he lives. He knows he lives alone. He's frail. He'll have money on him because he's going to pay him. You know, we were very concerned that we had created an environment in which uh, people can be taken advantage of, I suppose. My, my question for you would be, what would the alternative be then? Because I feel like that's that's a small negative byproduct of the the environment you've created in the cafe. And you're never going to have the perfect space. Unfortunately, due to us all being human and people in bad places might want to do bad things occasionally, they, they will find a, a way of doing that. But the the good in giving people a welcoming space to be in is, I think is so important in today's society when, when there might not be other places around and, mm. and even some of the traditional places, like a lot of my family are Irish and the pub was a traditional place and a lot of the local pubs are closing down. Um, you can say what you want about pub culture. And I think there's another conversation about alcohol. Um, but this is just a place where people can come in the middle of the day and have a coffee and be around people and that is super important. I, I do get the concern, but I don't know how you can, I don't know how you could create a space mm. without that. Yeah. I mean, on, on another way to look at it, um, I mean, the, the gentleman might have met somebody who wanted to clean his windows outside of the cafe and then there would be no, nobody would know about it. Yeah. I mean, so if something mm. did happen, at least the cafe guys would know, we'd have some familiarity with who's done a dastardly deed mm. and we'd have the opportunity to kind of report it or make sure it doesn't happen again. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So I, I, I get what you're saying. You don't, I get, I get, you know, you don't want anything to go wrong, mm. you know, and that, that, that's important as well. Um, it's really good. That but you're it's true. Like, it's well. true. How do you get around it? Mm -hmm. You know, like, 
it's a real dilemma. It's because yeah. I think also the other thing is, um, where does your responsibility end? I suppose as well. And so on the one hand, I say, well, we, we are just a cafe. And then I say, we're not just a cafe. Yeah. <laughs> and it is that sense of, you know, we're just a cafe, but so much stuff seems to happen here. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think the way I, I suppose I, I sleep at night, I suppose, is that we're dealing with adults and I think, Lakesh, what you said about the the fact that it's known, I think I would worry more if there were secrets or if there was stuff going on that wasn't known about. Mm. Well, I guess I don't know about the stuff that's, that I don't know about. But um, <laughs> but but when we are aware of things, because it's such a chatty place, um, you know, that we can easily and quickly pick up on things. And, and I've said to people, I was like, look, just, just because you've met that person in the cafe, please don't think that we know them that well or we've done a background check on them, you know, really they are strangers and and you're very welcome to do whatever you want outside of this space but you know eyes wide open i guess mm. so it's about um maybe taking giving the power back to the vulnerable person and trying to prop them up more to empower them to be in control of the situation rather than the other person being in control um i guess maybe we need to do some more on that i quite like that idea i'm quite into power imbalances and flipping things over and speaking truth to power yeah well maybe yeah. there's you know workshops or something yeah. in, in that yeah that could kind yeah. of help that problem i guess so uh, moving forward on to the next chapter then for for jade uh what sort of things are you looking to do in the next like couple of years of the- um well we're producing this lip syncing music video i'm going to be in hollywood next year we are. <laughs> <laughs> um so for my future um is just uh um make my kids proud of me and continue what i'm doing now and uh, find um, a proper job, um, move, which I don't want to leave TLC, but when I get a proper job, I'll still pop back to TLC yeah, yeah. from time to time. But yeah, I want to be working and just make the best out of life and just help other people and just give back, you know. Um, You're doing that like, already here. Yeah, yeah, that's that, that's half a reason I come in and I'm energetic and I've got, you know, because I used to live with my children all the time. So I, I always, you know, were up at crack of dawn, at bed last thing at night, you know, a few hours sleep. Um, I, did, I had all that for like 10 years and then from last year and then everything went wrong. You know, I had nothing to give no more and I had all this energy and all this inside me, but it's like, where could I put it? And then when this cafe came about, it was like, that is perfect. I've got all this to give and like, what better place to do it? You know, and, it, and then it just makes me feel better. Like, and it's building my confidence and just seeing everybody every day. Like, yeah, I wouldn't change it for the world. You were definitely a giver. And so then this is like, you know, you've got this environment now where you've got an opportunity to give. Yeah. And that kind of, I think, heals the soul somehow, yeah, it doesn't does, it? it you know? does heal, yeah. So, but Charlotte heals when you're giving back to someone else. It's just helping someone else. Like, I think there's a, was it, there's an English proverb um, for depression, for getting out of depression, not saying that you were depressed, but like for depression, which is um, lots of good deeds and hot baths. Yeah. So, I mean, I unfortunately don't have a bath. So that kind of puts yeah. the pressure on, on a lot of good deeds, doesn't it? So, yeah. um, you know, maybe that's a solution for some of us just to be able to give back helps us to get out of our own negative head spaces. Yeah. I know it has for me. Yeah. So. I mean, this cafe, like it's just perfect because it's like so many opportunities in so many different ways. Like, um, 
it'll pay as you feel so it doesn't matter what you get you know some people pay more some people pay less you know some people work which can afford to pay more some people don't work and are on benefits so can only afford so much and then it's a place for like people to come you know like just to socialize get out of the house come somewhere affordable to have something to eat and drink and then you get a conversation with that too and it's somewhere you can be a regular and come back and you just it becomes part of your life without you even realizing like just naturally becomes part of your life because of what we are and who we are it's all about who's in this cafe what's you know it's really nice how we've all just linked up together and the volunteers have come and some people have left and we've got new people but it's like we've been doing this for a long time isn't it Mm. we just all bounce off each other and the customers that come in it's just the people that we come across you know we come across business successful people then we come across you know mm-hmm. um like my friend coming into the cafe you know but we don't treat anybody any different it just means that you know the person that working they've just got better things in life mm-hmm. and know how to explain it so like you can't treat people be- uh, different because some of us are just more fortunate than others and like you know that person what's all up here they've got you know the f- the proper family network and you know they've had a good life and then the person over here is just unfortunate that they didn't have the right support around them and stuff and that's why some of us go in bad places to others because it's all about who's around us mm-hmm. i was it made me think about um walls and barriers and boundaries and what we create for ourselves really and and i think from my own experience you know i grew up um in the North London reformed Jewish community. You know, most of my friends were like me. Uh, the families were all similar to mine. Um, I went to a, um, a state school, but it was selective. So um, again, it was it, 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 the people who went to that school were of a certain um, demographic. I guess if you go to a, a state school, I guess they're all selective on where you live or what now. If you go to private schools, it's selective. So we, we, we're constantly being put in positions where we are choosing where to place ourselves socially. Um, and when I moved to Leeds, you know, the easiest thing for me to do was to stick within the Jewish community and just like find a way. And, and um, for a while I did work in the Jewish community and yeah, most of my time, most of my life um, working and social married someone Jewish was within the Jewish community. Um, and then it was it was just really by chance that um, a leaflet came through the synagogue door where I was working, uh, inviting us to to go to a meeting about um, some cross leads like interfaith type exhibition or something or some project they were putting on, and I, I had the a thought in the back of my mind from someone who I admired saying, every so often you should go and do something that you're not quite sure why you're doing it, and it's you know, you're pushing yourself out of your boundaries, but just go along and, you know, something will come out of it. So I went along to this meeting and um, we, we were talking about interest groups or something and, and we, we split into smaller groups all to do with um, issues that people wanted to talk about. And one was Israel-Palestine. And I thought, oh, here we go. Right. Okay. So I thought, well, I'm Jewish. I better go along to that one. So I went along to that one. And, you know, a lady wanted to bring a photo exhibition from a refugee camp in the West Bank. Um, and there was a lot of agreement around it. It was all very nice, you know, very nice. Um, you know, and, and I just sort of, <laughs> my heart was racing. It still is right now. And I put my hand up and I said, well, look, if you're going to do that, 
can I suggest we also have a photo exhibition showing, you know, day-to-day life for some of the Israelis who are being uh, bombed uh, from from Gaza, you know, some of the other side of the story here. And and I just thought, well, that's the end of that. I'll go back to my little Jewish hole and uh, stay there because I haven't made any friends here. And then afterwards, um, I was approached by the organisers and they said, thank you. They said, we really needed that voice. Thank you. And I thought, gosh, okay, here we go. And that, that was my sort of entry into moving out of my community of, of, of people similar to me, I suppose. And, and it was that, that, that sense that it was really valuable to have that um, diversity of opinion, very respectful and no one fell out over it. Um, I mean, friendships weren't forged over either, but, but just it, that was the beginning. And so then I got myself more and more involved in sort of, leads into faith e type stuff um and sort of being the jew in the room talking about stuff and never sort of representing the jewish people like goodness me you know what they say two jews three arguments but um, but certainly this I've sense of, oh, <laughs> oh there's loads like that <laughs> so um just this sense of that there's there's so so much value in the diversity of experience and if you could build community of that diversity, how much stronger, you know, and actually from a Jewish point of view or from a religious point of view, I'd say, you know, my theology would be, well, maybe that's what God wants. Maybe that makes more sense to me than God wanting us all to stick with our own and our own customs and stick with our own. Cause that's easier. Um, so I think what, I think why I've got such a soft spot for Jade and Lokesh and all the other volunteers, um, but I do is because you, I couldn't have done, TLC could not be TLC by myself. It's impossible. And yeah, I had this vision of, um, you know, sp- building a community or creating a space where people, you know, really the, the idea is people who would talk who otherwise wouldn't, people who could make a connection who would otherwise walk past each other in the street. And when you've got people with such different backgrounds involved with their stories, and I never would have been able to list the diversity that we've currently got. I mean, it's fabulous. I'm so honoured and humbled that people want to be part of this. Um, you know, that is what makes it the space that it is. It's not me. It's not any individual. It can't be, but it's that sense that we have come together and created those bonds and we are all, not not only everyone's different because all humans are different, but we are, we, you know, we are so different Yet we, we have are, come we together. We are a different cafe. We stand out from the rest. The individuals, in, but I'm saying that the people, you know, we've got, we tick every box. I mean, when I'm applying yeah. for funding and it says, which um, population group are you most Im- impacting on or whatever? And I tick them all. I mean, genuinely, I think I, I think there's two or three that I can't tick. Um, you know, we, we, we do. We, we have every box we, we, you know, we're there doing it and it's just very natural. Um, and even with the fund, I mean, the funding is kind of a bit of a thing for me at the moment because, um, well, I guess it always will be for me in my role, um, as being responsible for that side of things. But, um, you know, you're applying for funding all the time for certain projects and they're saying, right, well, this, we want to reach out to asylum seekers and refugees, or we want to reach out to the 50 plus at mm-hmm. risk of social isolation. And we're saying, but hang on a second, we, Yes, we do that, but we do that by not labelling, by by being welcoming to everybody. And through that, these guys are coming in, but we're not going to be a place where we are exclusive to anyone. We, You know, that's not going to happen. So luckily, 
so far people understand that and support that and especially people at risk of social isolation well it's not much fun to sit around in a group of lonely old people it's much more fun to come and go on a walk with a group that's really diverse and yes there are people of all different ages and different backgrounds and some are lonely some might not be I don't know you know we don't ask it's like please come you know but certainly we know we're having a positive impact on their lives I mean so within the area within Harehold surprisingly because there's this kind of coffee culture that's cropped up all over the UK and within every mile you'll have at least one or two cafes but for some reason in Harehold's we don't really have that. And and there's this massive mix of um, people from so many different backgrounds. New immigrants somehow seem to find their way to Airholes, you know, as a kind of landing place within Leeds. So there's a remarkable diversity. But then we've got these kind of divisions. You've got a Bengali centre down there specifically for the Bengalis. You know, you've got a mosque for um, people from Pakistan, You've got a mosque for people from Somalia. There's a Polish church. You've got um, a centre where they're doing um, old people are coming together to meet and they're divided. You know, like the Muslim community come on one day, the Indian community come on another day. You know, Mm -hmm. there's a Christian Mm -hmm. organisations and churches that are just Mm -hmm. doing their thing. So as much of all these things are going on and maybe on an occasion you'll pop in to the kebab place to get, you know, um, a kebab or you might pop into the Ethiopian restaurant to get some Ethiopian food and you touch the culture a little bit there, but there's nothing really like TLC where people walk in and they're just suddenly immersed in the glory that is hair hills, you know, like, and, and this yeah, comfortable yeah, place. calm space that the cafe does look very different to most of the other shops in the area. And hopefully that'll be a, a bit of a calling cry to people who are looking for something different in the future. Mm. So there's, there's all that dynamic, I think, going on at the same time, you know, and certainly with, with me, I work with, um, on a Tuesday, I'm with Jade and um, we've lost T now, I think, but, we, you know, normally it was with T and then we've got Shagufta. Um, so Shagufta's from, she's female, obviously from Pakistani background, you know, where's a, where's a hijab? Um, we've got T who's from the Caribbean She's black, and we've got Jade, who's um, you know, well, originally English, I would presume, yeah. is that right? <laughs> and and why? Yes. And you've got me, who's who's English, but originally from India, and and brown, and you know, just within a Tuesday in the kitchen, yeah, yeah. we've got this this diverse thing going on, and everybody just gets along, right? I mean, about all these cultures going on, we, that, it's never come, it's never been a question, it never came into no. my mind. I don't, I don't, I've never felt that from you, from T. Shagufta. Um, so there's definitely something about what's going on here, the space, the, the energy. Is the atmosphere into. just the atmosphere when you come in? It's just lovely. Yeah, they're so important, isn't it? Because I think the media and papers would have you believe that all these communities are against each other. But when you see kids of different communities, it's all they just want to play. Like, all that stuff is learned. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. people learn mm-hmm. to hate and and divide. But yeah. here, I guess, is a good example of what's kind of human about everyone. Everyone just gets on and yeah. I mean, like I, I don't know how I would be perceived by the powers that be, you know, is Lokesh, he's a, he's a Indian, he's a Hindu. He's like, how would you define me? Because I'm not sure I could define myself by saying I'm Indian. I'm Indian, but I'm as much English, maybe more so English than I am Indian. I come from a Hindu background, but I like ideas in Buddhism, in Judaism, in Islam. You know, I like many different concepts. Um, I, I'm a radio jockey on an Asian station that plays 
um, Asian music, but I'd much rather be DJing house music in a club, you know, to people <laughs> going, we're dancing. So, I mean, like these, these simple ways of, of bracketing people. And sometimes I think just that constant dialogue um, can tend to put, feel like people like as if they have to be in some kind of grouping. And so I think TLC is really breaking down from what I've seen so far, it's really breaking down those barriers in an area where it's really important to do that. And, you know, we could be the, like the Phoenix rises from the ashes. We could be something really, really important here in the future. Yeah, there's definitely something special being created in here. I, yeah, I, yeah. Was, I was thinking about the the self-labelling and multiple identities with what Lakesh was saying and how um, before we opened here, we were uh, in a attached to a youth centre just around the corner and I used to have fascinating chats with some of the Muslim women who'd come in um, and we identified that because we were women within our faith community we were already on the periphery or on the um, outside of the experience that people expected us to be having and we always joked about the the GCSE answer, if people asked us about our religion, and then the actual answer. So the GCSE answer is the answer, well, if you need to score points on a paper and you're being marked on it, I'll tell you that Shabbat is from this to this and we don't drive and we don't do this and you know all the traditions attached to our festivals. But then if you ask Anna what I do on that day, well, it's very, very different. Right? <laughs> and so we had this really fascinating conversation, and especially maybe as women, that we we hold that dual identity already as being women traditionally excluded from the religious practice but then from but also within that religious group we are still within it um and i guess that's probably carried us through in more ways than i'd thought until this conversation now about how we identify ourselves and almost like what we bring in when we come in um and how we've changed so um i'm really really proud to hear what jay says about no judgment because um uh, because I, I think it's so easy to judge people. I think I probably was brought up to judge people. Um, and I think that within society, we're, con I mean, I see it in my kids' school, you know, there's this constant kind of pecking order and trying to place yourself in the pecking order socially or academically with results and with this. And there's always this sense of trying to push yourself up and the ladder. And even outside in social media, I, I guess, it's right. who's got the most, most likes. likes or yeah, follows. Yeah, or, yeah. 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 and that pressure. competition and, push, and, and pushing yourself in order to do well in your own life demands almost a sense of pushing other people down. And I guess... Um, inspired by the words of Deborah Francis White on Guilty Feminist podcast and more, um, it, you know, really what I want to be part of is the movement of if I find myself in a position of privilege or power or authority, that I will use that to share it, to bring the other people up. And I know that sometimes I'm the one who needs being brought up. Um, and I would hope that we're creating a world where other people will carry me and hold me in the same way that when I have excess energy or privilege or whatever it is, that I can help other people up. Um, and I guess that's what we're trying to model here. 
And that's we do, maybe what we do, we're creating. Well, I don't know if this, this is like connected to what you're saying, but we do. We live in a world where like we're all minding our own business, you know, doing what we're doing. And then something negative goes on and everyone's quick to judge and jump on it and post it. And there's a lot of pressure goes on. But people don't know where it's come from before that to lead up to that. And we've, we're under a lot of pressure for our image and, you know, what we're about. Because if you're not up there, then you're not getting your likes and stuff. And then you just don't feel like you're part of society, you know, because everyone's got a... Everyone, like for me with my story, people might come into cafe, I'll walk past and think because I look okay and stuff like, oh, she's got the great life ever and, you know, it looks like she's got herself sorted. But you don't know what goes on in that person's life. Like, and, you know, my background story and, you know, it's not just me, it's everybody, the person coming in, they could have something, you know, really thin in yeah. their lives. And this is why we should all treat each other the same because you really just don't know what's going on behind closed doors. Exactly. People are quick enough to judge and jump on it when you know they've heard about it but then you don't know why it's come before that to lead up to this mm-hmm. and that's where, it, where the world goes really unfair i think that then, yeah like sometimes i'll be with someone and you think oh they're nice and then you see the way they talk to a waiter or something you think yeah. actually why would you speak to them like that or you should try and yeah. just be the it's same like with everyone as you would kind of i know yeah. it's quite a cliche but you want people don't to judge speak a to book you. by its cover yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that's pretty yeah, mm. cheesy but yeah you don't judge mm. a book by its cover or a cafe yeah, yeah like <laughs> a cafe. don't judge a cafe by, by the coffee, coffee. <laughs> <laughs> by it's yeah. a very good coffee <laughs> that would be a really bad message isn't it? don't judge us by our coffee <laughs> yeah. but yeah that's why when i came into this cafe this that was a really strong factor for me how i was being treated you know the way everybody was with each other and straight away just a bit where people spoke to each other and you know what was going on it was all controlled they knew what they were doing you know lots of stuff were going on but everybody still you know had um got fed and they were watered and you know everything were just loads of going on but just the environment that we create here just one last thing jade because we had anita on and we put it out in the universe that she's going to be staying here um and she's going to get her her asylum granted um, you mentioned before about, you know, you want to get a job, but if anyone's listening to this and hearing your wonderful story and your journey and how enthusiastic you are, if you were picking like a sort of dream job, would it be a sort of caring job? Would it be working in another cafe? Would it be doing some sort of music video or what um, would it be? If you music were videos. I think, I, <laughs> I think I would like to go into um, maybe services with mental health and things like that. Cool. Cause this time last year, um, I was, I was insane. <laughs> I've got, yeah, I was insane and I was off the rails and, uh, you know, acting like I've got bipolar and I was just very unwell. You know, you couldn't see it looking at me. You'd look at me and think, oh, she looks fine. But in my head, I wasn't, mm. I wasn't fine. So if if we were looking at like three years in the future or two years, what would your yeah, sort of dream yeah, job yeah. be? So yeah, I think I'd uh, like to go into um, getting into maybe a mental health support worker. Cool. I think it's yeah. really important is, you know, often there's doctors and People are really useful, but sometimes having someone who's been through the same stuff. Yeah, is, definitely. When you can connect and yeah, yeah that definitely. definitely helps. But you'll still be popping into the cafe. Yeah, of course. Yeah, the cafe's not getting rid of me now. It's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's my other body part. Yeah, it's like a body part, extra body part. Cut that out. <laughs> <laughs> Leave that in. <laughs> we'll put that in the introduction. I've got a question for everyone. If you could sit down and have coffee with anybody in the world, who would it be and why? It, at TLC, obviously. Can he be dead? Yeah. Why not? Gandhi. That's a very interesting question. Gandhi. Because? Uh, just, I mean, his life story is so incredible. He went from being, um, 
you know, born in India, very much part of the uh, British Empire, came to study in Oxford, Cambridge, went to South Africa very much as a good British man, you know, wearing a suit and a bowler hat and championing rights in, in South Africa. And then just coming to India and his, his, his transformation, his adoption of a vegan diet at points, his attempts at being a fruitarian, um, the fact that he would only consume, um, I'll use the word animal excretions, but I mean milk um, from a goat. <laughs> and he would, he would only drink that. He, he resigned himself to drinking it, but he would only do that from his own goats who he tended but, to personally. Why do you want to have a conversation with him? What would you ask him? What would I ask him? Yeah, maybe Everything. that's the question. I just, I'd, I'd want to know what it, I'd want to know what the essence of the man was that kept him, kept him plodding away, kept him so humble. I mean, I, I guess in his day and age, he was potentially one of the wealthiest people in India, or he could have been. Um, and yet he chose to don these robes, live on a, a farm and take care of goats, you know? So just what, what, what drove him to be so disciplined to, to an idea that he had in his mind rather than giving to the kind of social pressures around him to conform or what have you. So Gandhi. Great. Or Thank Nelson you. Mandela. Can, can we, can we fantasize? Do they have to, can they be animated? Wh whoever yeah. you are. Yeah. yeah. Can they be animated? Yeah. Oh my God. If it could be real, I would so have a cup of coffee with mini Lego Batman. Mini Lego I'm Batman. Not even joking. <laughs> mini Lego. So mini figure. <laughs> put a little microchip in the little Lego piece, so he flies. Around. Oh my god! I'd be the happiest person ever. Why? Oh, just because of his little grin and just I like his attitude. I don't know. There's something about Mini Lego Batman that really makes me warm inside and happy. <laughs> like Brilliant. definitely, he's got a little place in my heart. That little. He's guy. hilarious. Yeah. Brilliant. Just yeah. I just love him. <laughs> <laughs> That's such a cool answer. Um, my sort of similar to yours. First thing that came to mind: Could I make sure they spoke English? You could speak in the language that will communicate. Yeah, with you. yeah. yeah. So there'd be a way. I was thinking of Buddha would be the first. No, person. true. Just because there's, there's no real history around. You know, a lot of it's a bit. Is it mythology? Is it real? Mm. It was so long ago now, like around three dozen years. It'd be really interesting to actually hear it from him, his journey and. And yeah, get some tips on enlightenment, yeah. <laughs> transcending the mind. And yeah, I'd probably go, I'd love to speak, have a coffee with Buddha and TLC. With Lego Batman. Perhaps he wouldn't have a coffee with Mini Lego Batman. Would he have to be that size? Yeah, so that's that, yeah. So I just love if he just, you know. Oh if we God. came in full size, you'd be disappointed. No, no. <laughs> and if he's an imposter. <laughs> <laughs> what if you went Lego size with him for the conversation? Let's say that again. If you could go Lego size with him. Oh my god, yeah. Oh, yeah, which character yeah. would you be? Yeah. Just, uh, well, Batgirl. Oh, right. Yeah. Obviously. <laughs> Obviously. Down with the kids. <laughs> Brilliant. Cool, yeah. Well, thank you, Jade. It's been, um, it's been amazing hearing your story. Um, thank you, yeah, Jade. Really inspirational. I think you should, again, I know you've mentioned the cafes helped you a lot, and it is. It's amazing that cafes here, but you've done it as well. So I hope you remember that. Yeah, thank you for having me, guys. It's been a really good chat and. Um, yeah, it's been great talking to you. So yeah, thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Well, we look thank forward you. to seeing the next chapter in uh, in Jade's life. So yeah, yeah, thank best you. of luck. Thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed the podcast with Jade. 
and were inspired by her story. We've got a fantastic story coming up next, which is me talking with Jill, who's a Christian friend, and we talk about our friendship through difference, and the Toast Love Coffee story is interwoven within that. If you can't wait that long, you can come visit us in the cafe Monday to Friday, 10 till 3 in Hare Hills. Look out for the, the green coffee bean logo. In the meantime, we're online as well with Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and our website. Instagram and Twitter, our tag is at Toast Love Coffee. Facebook, we're at TLC Hair Hills. And our website is toastlovecoffee.co.uk. Thanks for listening. Bye for now.